live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. This is Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. I'm Tim Slover, and in this hour, we travel to a land of sheer string enchantment. We meet the ultimate international musical power couple and hear a nail-biting Cold War love story, all in an intimate living room setting. Our very special musical guests tonight are violist and violinist Vesna Grupman and her husband Igor Grupman and pianist extraordinaire Jane Galloway. Igor Grupman was born in the Ukraine, graduated from the acclaimed Moscow Conservatory, studied with violin legend Yasha Heifetz in Los Angeles, has been concertmaster of the London Symphony Orchestra, San Diego Symphony, and currently Rotterdam Philharmonic Orchestra. He conducts London's Royal Philharmonic, London Symphony, Rotterdam Phil, Marinsky Orchestra, the Florida Philharmonic, the Seoul Philharmonic, and the orchestra at Temple Square in Salt Lake City. He's taught at Brigham Young University and the Rotterdam Conservatory, and is co-founder with his wife Vesna of the Groupmann International Institute, which uses advanced video conferencing technology to teach gifted violinists around the world. Igor plays the 1731 Jules Garcin Stradivarius violin. Vesna Grupman, originally from Serbia in the former Yugoslavia, is a professor of violin at the Rotterdam Conservatoire and an internationally acclaimed violin and viola soloist. Gramophone magazine praises her for her, quote, impeccable taste and beautiful tone, which we'll get to hear tonight. Her first orchestra debut was with the Belgrade Chamber Orchestra at the age of eight, after which she won the National Violin Competition of Yugoslavia, wait for it, six times in a row. She studied at the Moscow Conservatory at the same time Igor was there. I think you know where this story is going, but we'll wait to get to that later. She earned a doctorate in performance and pedagogy. She's appeared with the Dallas Symphony, the Edmonton Symphony, Concerto Rotterdam Chamber Orchestra, the San Diego Symphony, the National Philharmonic of Ukraine, London's Beethoven Philharmonic, and in recitals throughout Europe. Vesna also teaches, and in 2002 was honored by the American String Teachers Association with the College Teacher of the Year Award. Igor and Vesna record extensively separately, and together they recorded Malcolm Arnold's Concerto for Two Violins and Orchestra, which won a Grammy. Accompanying the group Mons is pianist Jane Galloway. Jane graduated from Brigham Young University with a Bachelor of Piano Pedagogy and has played in master classes with Jean-Pierre Rampal, James Galloway, and Joseph Silverstein. The first piece we'll hear is Dance of the Blessed Spirits by composer Christoph Willibald Gluch. Vesna Grupman will play the violin while Jane Galloway accompanies on piano.
You've just heard Vesna Groupman, violin, and Jane Galloway, piano, play Dance of the Blessed Spirits by composer Christoph Willibald Gluch. I'm Tim Slover, and you're listening to a live music performance on Highway 89. Well, Igor and Vesna have uh, approached the opposite microphone from me. I'm entirely intrigued by the circumstances in which you two first met and events which led to your emigration and marriage. Now, admittedly, uh, I led a sheltered life. I don't get out much, but it sounds to me like a very good Hollywood movie. So let's set the scene. You're both 15. Uh, Igor from the Ukraine, Vesna from Serbia. You meet at the Central Special School in Moscow. Igor, can you even speak the same language to each other when you meet? Well, Hardly. <laughs> we, we sort of could because Vesna uh, learned a little bit of Russian. I could not speak uh, Serbo-Croatian, of course. But of course, the languages are very different. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, quickly, a story how we met. Okay. Um, it was the summer when, um, uh, when both of us were in Moscow uh, just getting ready for the next school year. And Vesna came from Yugoslavia. I came from Ukraine. Well, I was there already one year before you came. That's yeah. right. That's <laughs> right. And... Uh, um, my dad was uh, was there with me, uh, hoping that uh, I could live in a dormitory. There will be a bed for me among 16 beds in one room. And uh, while I was waiting for him, I see this beautiful girl come down the stairs. And uh, as she saw me, she came to me bravely and said, Hey, you must be a new guy here. And uh, uh, what are you doing here? I said, Well, I'm waiting for my dad to uh, to see if I could stay in the dorm. Uh, and then she got really animated and said, no, 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 go take your, take your dead and get out of here. This is the most terrible place on earth. This is like jail. You don't want to be here. It's a fantastic school, but the dorm is, is most terrible. So I always say, you know, she, she cared for me even, even then. Were, were you rivals at any point musically? Yes, we were. Yes. When he came to school, I was already there. Uh, I, I, heard him play and, and I told my teacher wow there's this new guy that came from Kiev from Ukraine and and he's the only one I'm really afraid of and uh, you know I think he plays better than I do and and she just said you just do you what you need to do don't pay attention <laughs> maybe you should <laughs> have left better. him in that dorm <laughs> should have left him in the dorm <laughs> yeah well it gets romantic at some point how want to talk uh, about that yeah quite a quite a bit um, quite a bit afterwards uh, we uh, we were school schoolmates in Central Music School. Then, of course, Moscow Conservatory. Uh, very intense studies, and and uh, we uh, sort of got to know each other better and uh, started dating about uh, in our early twenties, um, which um, I think we were still dating and still being rivals. You know, <laughs> still competing, and then uh, it took it took us. Uh, uh, years, but uh, you know, we uh, we became good, uh, not only good colleagues, but we supported each other in every way and taught each other. You know, Vesna taught me millions of things on the violin that uh, that I I couldn't even dream and about, he, and, and, you and, me and, too, so, and so forth. But it, it's, I was the only person in that school. Actually, there were two others from Yugoslavia. We were the only foreigners in the Central Music Special Music School. Um, Mostly those are uh, children from the Soviet Union. 
that started from the age of seven and, of course, finished the 11-year-old long school when they were 18. And after that, we would go to conservatory if we were accepted, if we were lucky to be accepted because it's such an incredible competition to mm. enter the school and even to, to be accepted in the conservatory afterwards, but specialized in music. But because I was a foreigner, uh, I could not even dream of dating a Russian because in, in the Soviet days, they would, he would be under control of KGB. They would look after him if he would be dating a foreigner. And Igor so, counts as a Russian in uh, this Igor, case. Yes. He's a Soviet He's a, citizen. He was a Soviet citizen. citizen. And you're not. Yes. And, and of course, even when we really were dating seriously, we could not get married because uh, they would probably forbid him to go to any international competitions or uh, to maybe go outside the country. It wasn't that easy. So we had to be cautious, had to be careful about that. Now, at some point, you decide to defy the powers that be and get married anyway. Yes, uh, but we did that in the United States. Okay, uh, that, uh, that's, that's, the, that's the ending. But, uh, but there's a, a moment getting there, isn't there? Uh, Igor, uh, you're, you apply for and are allowed to emigrate. Well, in, in short, there were two ways out of the Soviet Union. Defection, which is a more, more glamorous way, but if a, a person just goes abroad uh, on tour and then runs for a nearest police station. Uh, you can ask for, poli for political, political asylum. asylum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but this could, this could only be done if you don't want to leave with your entire family and then because our entire family could never go, be, be allowed to go abroad, uh, you know, at once. So, uh, so anyway, the, the other way was legal immigration, if you want to leave with your entire family, and that means that you declare yourself an enemy of the, the people being in the country, and uh, you're exposed to all kinds of uh, terrible things. And, and well, it was tough, and, and Vesna stuck with it throughout all this, helping not only me out, but my entire family, my, my mom, dad, my little brother, who huh. was seven at that time. Now and there's he, a, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if, if they would refuse him, then he would really have no future because he was already declared a traitor, and the chances were 50-50. They could have refused, and you know the word refusionik, he would have been refusionik, or he could have uh, uh, gotten a permission to leave. Uh, and in those days, they were leaving. They were going to either Israel or America as, as a okay. Jewish family. The, the most difficult <laughs> moment was that when I applied, finally, I, I had to leave uh, Moscow, of course, conservatory where we were still studying. I had to leave Moscow on a 24-hour notice. But I, I refused to do it. So my friends smuggled me in the dorm uh, so that Vesna and I could be together. And uh, and this dorm, you know, I lived there for a week at a time without actually leaving the building because uh, the KGB and all this, the, the babushka who were um, uh, watching everybody, they... they the could, reception. Uh, they would have yeah. known who he is and immediately reported him that he, he had no right to be in Moscow in the first place yeah. because he applied to, to but emigrate. finally it came to... Uh, uh, to a wonderful development that we, we were in America together, and me, we finally could get married in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, right in front of a movie studio, I hope. Yes, I, <laughs> absolutely. We'll come back for part two of this, but I think our listeners would love to hear you play some more music. Um, Igor Grupman uh, and Jane Galloway will now perform Meditation from Thais by Jules Massenet, 
And then Igor and Vesna will perform five duos from Bela Bartok's 44 duos for two violins.
You've just heard five duos from Bella Bartok's 44 duos for two violins, performed by Igor and Vesna Groupman. That was preceded by Igor Groupman and Jane Galloway performing Meditation from Thais by Jules Massenet. You're listening to Highway 89 live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Tim Slover. Well, that was unbelievably exciting to listen to. And I have to say, I watch the two of you play, especially the Bartok pieces, and you look into each other's eyes and you know the timing. Vesna, can I ask you, what, what is it like to play at such a high level with your own husband? <laughs> well, at times it's challenging because sometimes we have different difference of opinion, but mostly it's wonderful because um, every time uh, under different circumstances we play the same pieces differently and we know each other so well that it's from one note I can I can tell what he's going to do and the same he can tell what I'm doing and we, we're really trained to follow each other so well that in this regard uh, there's no one I would rather play with. So that's a good side of it. <laughs> now, uh, Vesna, I just, while you're still there, uh, was the violin your first instrument? Uh, actually, no. Uh, I played accordion and guitar because my father was a musician uh, and he was a music teacher, music professor, and he also had private students. And when I was a little child, I look, I was watching his students and I said, I want to play a guitar and accordion. So I was quite a virtuoso on accordion. I played Schubert and Schumann and all this. And then when, at the age of seven, this is, you know, in uh, Europe, uh, they have music schools, but you have to graduate from the first grade of uh, elementary school in order to be accepted into a music school. So when I was seven, I was accepted into the music school and they checked my ear and they said, well, she has a fantastic pitch. She should be a violinist. And of course I agreed to it. And this is, this is what decided my destiny that I will be a violinist because you know, the teachers decided that. So the accordion was exiled. Exiled, and, <laughs> and especially the guitar, because, of course, it, it make, made me, uh, make, I had calluses, um. and I couldn't play the violin. But my father was a, 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 a guitarist, classical guitarist, and uh, I could have played really well, but violin took over. <laughs> well, I, I guess we're glad it did. I mean, you play so beautifully, but maybe someday in the next life, guitar. Accordion. I, I, I do play for <laughs> just just uh, some pieces for myself. You know how Paganini used to say, "I play violin for the audience, for the public, but I play guitar for my soul." All right. So that's what I would love to do. Thank you. That's beautiful, um, Igor. I I look at your schedule of traveling, performing, teaching. I wonder how many frequent flyer miles you have. I assume it's a lot. Um, I don't know how you have time even to sneeze. Um, but I guess they say if you want a new job done right, you give it to the busiest people in the room. Um, and I wonder about your teaching. If you are and so, so um, accomplished as a performance, why teach? Well, um, for both of us, teaching is very important because we see it uh, as a mission and a, a great blessing and opportunity to actually um, share our knowledge and, and inspiration with uh, with the new generation of artists. Um, it's uh, 
in, in the old days, you know, people like Heifetz, they didn't teach for many, many years until they got really old. And, and But I cannot imagine uh, what would happen if these people wouldn't really teach, wouldn't... Um, teaching is a word sometimes misunderstood. It is not... Uh, teaching to us is... is uh, giving of ourselves uh, without consideration of time and money and, and finding people who are in, have talent and understanding of uh, important mission of music in, in our lives in this world. And uh, uh, when we find these people, then we quickly establish a bond and then we, uh, we just give, we channel everything we have. And uh, those teachers, great teachers that we had, did the same thing. And you learn a lot by osmosis, not by what is being said. Um, go ahead, please. Uh, uh, we, were, we were so fortunate to have really uh, uh, exceptional teachers. You know, as you know, my teacher was David Oystrak, famous violinist, and Yuri Yankelevich, and that's a very famous name uh, as a teacher, and Igor had Leonid Kogan, and then Yasha Haifetz. Mm -hmm. And of course, when you are fortunate and blessed to work with people like this, you want to pass that knowledge on to to other to others. And uh, it, it's not the same anymore. We went back to Moscow just a few years ago where we, we performed, and none of those teachers were alive anymore. Or, you know, they're all over the world. Those who say, who are still alive, they're they're not there anymore. So the level of of um, um, Teaching is not the same. The level of playing is not the same. But I had, I had, I have to tell you, I had wonderful experience in Moscow. There's this big hall of Moscow where all these great violinists played, and I was dreaming one day to play there myself. And a few years ago, um, my student, who now has international career, Eugene Ugorsky, who whom I taught since he was five years old, came and was invited to play with Moscow Philharmonic with uh, Gergiev, Valery Gergiev, uh, as, as a soloist. And I was sitting in that hall and listening to him perform and, and watching how my student was playing there. It was so quite a, a teary moment. It I'm was sure. very, very he, That uh, student, um, didn't he f travel for his lessons to come to you? Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, I started him when he was five in in San Diego. But then, when we moved to Utah, of course, to work at the Brigham Young University, his parents decided to to travel with him, to fly him uh, twice a month. Every two weeks, he was flying and staying in our house for three days and huh. uh, doing nothing but taking lessons. And I was teaching him from day to night, <laughs> and they were recording, of course. And then, uh, when this couldn't happen anymore. We moved from the country. Then we did it via video conferencing. That's what I want to ask about now. Uh, so you, you both are passionately devoted to your students, and you begin the Groupmon International Violin Institute. Uh, and it has something to do with teleconferencing, and that's all I know. Can you tell us more? Um, well, we, uh, we founded the institute in 2002. Uh, the reasons uh, mainly to, again, select uh, especially talented um, musicians of different ages uh, to help them develop their career, their, their musicianship, and everything else. And, and uh, because these people 
uh, were in different parts of the world and very often quite young and could not travel, like uh, in case of Eugene Gorsky and many others uh, since then, uh, we had um, decided that the way to do it is via video conferencing. So to be establishing an electronic bridge and uh, in those in the in, in the beginning, uh, we used the hardware, and, and 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 it was quite difficult. Had to be specially dedicated computers and everything. And and later, when technology evolved, uh, now it's become so much easier to communicate. But um, again, what we're doing and the institute is not driven by technology. It is driven by desire of. To our students to get our philosophy of music, our knowledge, and, and our desire to share it with them. So um, right now, we have uh, very talented uh, students, the one in St. Petersburg, the one in um, uh, Berlin. Uh, of course, there is a whole camp here in Utah. And uh, this year, we're, we're traveling again to China, to Shanghai, and to uh, Tokyo. Uh, to present master classes that will result later on in uh, uh, master classes through internet. So it's uh, it's developing. It, it has a life of its own and uh, developing very. Thank you. Some, some people are skeptical about this because uh, they really haven't tried and they think that it's not possible. But see, we have done it for so many years. In fact, now it's fif almost fifteen years since. Uh, at about uh, yeah 12. that much 12 13 years since we we started this and uh, we really know how to do it of course it it's not easy for everyone but i i must tell you this the first the first one who did it was um uh zuckerman really uh, yeah he was doing for manhattan school of music of course their equipment was very expensive they had thousands of dollars equipment and we did it on much simpler equipment but yet it's it's the experience and uh, we can pretty much tell every muscle that stands or every finger or hear intonation so well and almost like live, except we cannot touch physically <laughs> the student. Can I persuade you to play a little bit more music right now? Sure. Um, it's wonderful to hear that technology is the handmaiden of art, can I just say. Um, we're going to... Uh, now listen to a little, a little change of pace, uh, but this is one of my favorites, by the way, among your YouTube performances. Igor and Vesna will play violin, while the redoubtable Jane Galloway will accompany them on the piano in Jerome Kern's sultry classic, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. This is an arrangement by the Groupman's friend, Russian composer Igor Fraulov. Thank you. 
Magical. You've just listened to Jerome Kern's Smoke Gets in Your Eyes in an arrangement by Igor Fraulov. Jane Galloway played the piano, while the groupmans, Igor and Vesna, played a violin apiece. You're listening to Highway 89, 
live on Classical 89 and Sirius XM BYU Radio. I'm Tim Slover. I imagine that's a requested piece in concerts. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, I can imagine. Have you recorded that? Yes, it's, it is part of um, our newest DVD that just sort of hit the market some almost, uh, I don't know, eight, eight months ago. And uh, because Please. we're recording a series of DVDs, which is actually recordings of live concerts, okay, um, chamber music concerts of uh, both of us with our friends and, and colleagues, and, and uh, the company called uh, VAI in New York, Video Artists International, is doing that. Um, I probably am not supposed to mention any uh, commercial outlets, but I assume it's available at commercial outlets. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Okay, okay, the forbidden name. <laughs> well, that concludes uh, this edition of Highway 89. We've been fortunate indeed to spend a scintillating hour with musical power couple Igor and Vesna Groupman, along with gifted pianist Jane Galloway. My sincere thanks to both of you. Uh, I can't imagine a better way to spend a Tuesday evening. So thank you all three very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pleasure, pleasure to be here with you. The Groupmans are musicians of international standing, known for their symphony, solo, and pedagogy work. They are also the founders, as you heard, of the Groupman International Violin Institute, which educates young violinists in the tradition of the great masters and prepares them for satisfying performing careers. More information about the Groupman International Violin Institute is available at groupmaninstitute.com home. And we also have our own personal websites, vesnagroupman.com and igorgroupman.com. Let's say those again, vesnagroupman.com and igorgroupman.com. And for people that uh, uh, want to know how it's spelled, G-R-U-P-P-M-A-N-N. No, just one. One N. G-R-U-P-P-M-A-N, single dot, com. Uh, Highway 89 takes you to any number of musical destinations, every one of them musical and memorable. We always welcome comments and questions about our programming. For information about this show, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting. The recording engineer is Mark Waite. The show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Tim Slover. Thanks for listening.